Today we speak with homeopath Paula Latimer, who specializes in treating autism and autistic spectrum conditions. She has completed training as a cease therapist in 2010 and then went on to train in Ton Janssen's detox method. She now weaves classical homeopathy with this amazing system of detoxification in order to remove toxic blocks so that classical remedies can work to their maximum effect. During this time, she's had the privilege of working with countless wonderful families and her work expanded to treating children with all sorts of complex issues. A large part of Paula's work includes supporting families with children and young adults with violent and challenging behaviour. Paula has personal experience of autism and complex health issues, and this has created a passion and a deep understanding for the difficult situation an increasing number of families find themselves in. Autism is on the rise at an alarming rate, and homeopathy offers so much hope. So I really urge you to share today's episode with any family and friends who you feel will benefit from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to speak with the lovely Paula Latimer from the UK. Welcome, Paula. Hi. Hi. So lovely to have you on today. Um, You have got a really cool story for how you were introduced to homeopathy. I wonder if you can share that with our listeners. Okay. So it's kind of, um, there's been different stages, my my leading into homeopathy. I I was so blessed. And I don't know what possessed my mother to do this because it certainly wasn't her world. I'd sort of floated around on antibiotics until I was 12 with throat conditions and she took my me to a homeopath and it was transformative it was that was it I actually haven't seen a doctor for 47 years wow that, that was it like one session and it wasn't even a series of appointments it was like went to a homeopath saw somebody called Janet Meldrum actually who's some homeopaths on here might remember she was fabulous and yeah it changed my health and then until I was 30 I was really healthy. And then I had my, I started having my children actually at 28. My daughter was fine, no issues. But my son, he actually had problems even through the pregnancy. Um, That's a very, very nice story. I was advised to terminate that pregnancy and he is now 27. Um, Yeah. 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 yeah, That's so often. Hey, I know. I know. Good on you for listening to your instincts. I Tell know, us that story. I know. Yeah, but, but with a happy ending. And, um, you know, all the way through the pregnancy, I was told you're going to lose him, but but you won't know it. Uh, you'll come to us and we'll tell you your baby's dead. <laughs> and then at birth, they said he's only going to survive an hour because like his his kidneys are so large, his lungs aren't going to be able to expand. And um, and then I gave birth to him and he was this beautiful 10 and a quarter pound baby. Oh. <laughs> and the medic's view was you've got days rather than weeks. That turned into weeks rather than months. And we will watch this. And when his kidneys fail, then we'll act. And because of my previous like knowledge of, of homeopathy, I thought, I can't just sit here. There must be something I can mm. be doing. And I actually wrote a letter to Miranda Castro, 
Uh-huh. And you um, won't believe this. I spoke with her just this morning. <laughs> She's no going to be way. on the podcast next week, and we had a little it's chat so this morning. <laughs> I thought, I thought, oh, I should, I should write her another letter and tell her what happened because I wrote her a letter because it was it was even pre-emails and things. It was like proper write a letter and post it. Wow. And um, sent a photo of my son of this beautiful baby and said, "This is my beautiful baby," and you know he's so healthy. And they're telling me this can't be how this is what you know that it's not going to work out what can I do who could I see she was the only person I knew who had written books around pediatrics and homeopathy Mm. and she referred me to Nikki Paul here in the UK who was then ended up being the she was the principal of the college I ended up training at um and Nikki was incredible for us as a family like we knew nothing we were so vulnerable and she just picked us up and she put us on the right path and she changed everything and by the time my son was four and he was still defying all the prognosis and the gloom and doom I I thought okay I want to understand what worked because homeopathy had changed everything and I thought I need to understand how this happened didn't think I'd be a homeopath I just thought actually I need to take my spotlight off him I was a real sort of helicopter mum at that mm. point and very hyper vigilant about him so I thought I need to leave him live a healthy <laughs> childhood and shift my focus and have something for me so I um, went to study homeopathy and I sat there in the first lecture and you know when you just know just tingles all over my body going I love it I know that feeling (laughs) yeah like like I get this inside out and back to front I know it you know and I just loved it and then I it was a four-year training and in the fourth year oh my god I was my son's health because his health had morphed into other things so his kidneys were fine but he had very complex health issues all the way through and I decided I had to home educate him because I just went, do you know what? He's healthy at home. As soon as I try and put him in a school, his health goes crazy. So seven till 11 years of age, I home edited him. But that was I started that in my final year training. And I was like, oh, my God, all this hard work. And I'm not even going to get to be a homeopath. Oh. And um, but it took me into a world of all these amazing families that had children with complex issues. And a lot of children who were on the spectrum, on the autistic spectrum, and they would never cope in mainstream, but they didn't need to be in special schools. So the parents were choosing to just do it their own way. Mm. And um, it was incredible. We kind of set up a small school and we had about uh, 30 children and we pulled resources. We rented a lovely site out in the woods and we pulled resources on tutors so the children still spent more time playing in the woods than they did sitting in a classroom. You're giving me goosebumps. And, uh, that is it unbelievable. Was it was a really special time. And what happened was I was almost like the resident homeopath there. So nine out of 10 of my supervised cases were children with complex needs and and or on the autistic spectrum. And I put my son back in school at 11 and I thought, oh, this would be interesting. Like my work's going to really change and I'll attract something different. But it just never happened. And so over the years, so 18 years now, I have worked with uh, children with complex needs, uh, you know, primarily on the autistic spectrum, but pans, pandas, the whole shebang, you know. And it's great. It's beautiful, beautiful work. And Every now and then I've sort of gone, oh, I'm done with autism. I'm going to, I just don't want to work with autism anymore. And then the universe sends me a whole, like, you know, 
hurricane of, of new patients that are all autistic. And it's like, no, know your place. You're doing what you're told to do. So I now surrender to that. And I just love my work. I'm really blessed. That's um, amazing. And just by the way, that is one of my one of my favorite introduction to homeopathy stories ever. That was so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> and just you can just see you. like it, how the universe is. I'm just, a bit nervous. Know, so I feel you. like I'm talking a million oh. miles an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so, slow down as I settle down. <laughs> no, oh, that was absolutely beautiful. Now, with families with children with autism, when you manage to heal that child, it's not just the child that benefits, it's the entire family because these families with children with complex health issues, it's a full-time job, you know, like going Mm -hmm. from appointment to appointment to specialist to specialist. And often with the behavior and the things that are associated with it, it affects every single member in the family. So Mm -hmm. it's not like an autoimmune disorder or, uh, or if the child has chronic ear infections or something like that, where it's kind of just that child that almost suffers with with things like, um, you know, OCD and pandas and autism, it's the whole family that really bears mm-hmm. the brunt of it. And so if you can make that difference in the life of that child, it's mm-hmm. the whole family and sometimes the whole community that actually, you know, has a flow on effect of that. If you have that uh, child with autism in a mainstream school, all the other kids in that class are affected by it as well. So really mm-hmm. the difference that you're making, Paula, in these families' lives and the community's lives are so amazing. So yeah, between myself and the universe, we'll keep on like nudging you and making sure that you you (laughs) stick with us because it's so needed. And if you look at the rates of chronic disease in children these days, it's only going up. It's not going down, which is very, very scary. It is shocking, isn't Mm. it? You know, I mentioned to you earlier, this research group that I'm in and the, the four of us are all overwhelmed and inundated with the amount of new patients. And it's all children. We all specialize in autism. That's crazy. It is really crazy. Now, one of the tools that you have in your, or one of the arrows in your quiver is the homeopathic detox therapy that you use Mm -hmm. with these families as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? We have had Roger Savage on and a couple of other people, but for, you know, some people, when they discover this podcast for the first time, they listen to the newest episode and they work their way back. So, you know, for those listeners that don't know what homeopathic detox therapy is, do you want to tell them a little bit about it and how you use it in your clinic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had worked with autism for about 10 years before I came across detox therapy. And um, at that point, I was working constitutionally, obviously, you know, embryo miasms, organ drainage was a lot of the work I was doing. And every now and I'd like I'd bung somebody an MMR 30 or Mm. something like that, but, but not a systematic approach. And it really frustrated me that there seemed to be a plateau. Mm. You know, and I knew because of what had happened with my son, I knew the power of homeopathy. And I knew that if you can cure right really complicated, heavy pathology, that you can cure autism. So it's like, so what's holding it back? Why aren't why isn't this going the full mile? Mm. So then I happened to come across Tina Smith's book. And it was at a time because my son ended up on the spectrum. And it was at a time where things were really difficult with my son and very much at breaking point. He was violent and abusive and very turned outwards with his autistic behavior Mm. and always very verbal. But, you know, sort of I don't like this whole high functioning, low functioning Mm. business because, you know, high functioning brings just a whole different set of problems with it. Um, But in any case, I came, I read the book with him in mind and thought, okay, well, I have to 
I'll give it a go. And so I got supervision. I wasn't trained in detox therapy at the time, got supervision to detox him from an antibiotic he'd been on for six months at the beginning of his life from day one, trimethoprim, horrible, murky antibiotic, and ran the detox and it just changed everything. I mean, at that point, he was 14 in age eight clothes. He was so malnourished and and not thriving. His health was atrocious, didn't have a single friend, like life did not work. And over, it wasn't like a flash in the pan, like going through the detox, there wasn't a lot of gains, but it was in the two to three months afterwards that he just grew and everything just changed. So I thought, wow, I, I need to train. So I went off to train in it. Um, and I, so I trained in cease therapy. And then I also trained, did some training with Tom Jansen with the homeopathic detox therapy, as he called it back then, um, and Kim Kalina. And um, yeah, and so then I started weaving it in. And it's just such an integral part of what I do now. Um, and even with, with you know, because although I work with the original starting point is the child with needs, but I love working with the wider family, you know, and I work with grandparents, parents. I just love spreading that out and working with the whole family. So so I'll work with other issues like with the mother or something and the contraceptive pill, pill detox. Mm. It's just incredible. I mean, mm. just move mountains. Mm. Um you know, so the detox is irrelevant for anyone, although they obviously the starting point was about autism, but they're highly effective, you know, like like the Holy Grail, the, the goal is always about the constitutional, you know, but there, it's, an obst- it's an obstacle to cure, like the toxins, the viruses, you know, the home environment, the parents' relationships, the emotional well-being of the parents. Mm. those sort of things and I think for me my biggest focus is the well-being of the whole family I love that I love I absolutely that work. agree I always say to the mums you know because as mums we usually bring the kids in first you know and then yeah. you know leave ourselves to last but actually if the mums come in first that makes such a huge difference and I always say to my clients it's not one plus one is two. It's one plus one is five. Because if yeah. it's fine if you bring a child in, but if you bring if you come in as well, I get a whole other picture of what this child needs. And and uh, I've just got a little boy at the moment with autism as well who hardly eats anything. I mean, he has like one or two things that he eats, and he refuses to drink any water at all. And then as I was chatting with the mum, it turns out in her pregnancy she had such heavy, severe hyperemesis that she couldn't eat or drink anything. And oh. I I said to her, isn't that interesting that your son is displaying the symptoms, but this is actually what you had during your pregnancy. And she was like, oh, I never thought about that. And I was like, I said to her, you please come in for a consultation because I need to take your full case and deeply understand your mental, emotional state during your yeah. pregnancy and not just during your pregnancy, but just who you are as a person so that I can help your son better because mm. it's not just him, you know, he was part of your body for nine months. So, you know, your whole symptom picture is part of his picture. So yeah, just for, mm. for the mums it's huge listening. It's though, isn't it? I was working with a mum recently and she's got two autistic children and both of them, it's just one step forward, one step back, and we kind of weren't getting the breakthroughs. So I started mm. to talk to the mum more about her. Mm. And she said, I had my first pregnancy, I had an abortion. Mm. And I've always felt that these two children, that this was my penance, Mm. that, you know, this was my punishment for what I did. How incredible is a breakthrough to one, like, what a heavy energy. 
Mm. You know, to be in the womb with that mother to then that's what they're experiencing in the house. You know, it's heavy. That's a major obstacle to cure. Absolutely. Um, You know, so I'll often say if we get to a point where things plateau a bit, I'll often say to the mother, would you mind if we will keep the flat fee? But if we transfer over and I'll just work with you for three or four sessions and then we'll come back and work with your child again. And that is an unblocking, you know, that that is really, really helpful. And often the children can't heal until, you know, I say the mothers because I only work with women and children. But, you know, and so much of the family's well-being is actually, you know, centralized around the mum. as annoying as that is. I always say I wish I could just like throw my toys out of the cot and lose my cool for the day and then not have to pick up the pieces of the whole family for the week afterwards because the whole family oh, relies on the well-being of the mum. It's I can so annoying. Being like that. Back, in the, yeah. back in the old days, I'd be like, <laughs> I just want to be angry and upset without everyone falling to pieces around me. What about my own emotions? Exactly. But then the flip side of that is when we heal as mothers, our children heal. So just for any of the moms out there listening, if you are taking your child to a homeopath and you've been resisting going yourself, please go because it actually does help Mm. us to help your child better. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we were talking about family constellations just before, and I would go to a family constellation workshop and I'd always be working for my son and I'd be telling them about his anger and his violence and his behavior. And I can remember they'd go to me, what about your anger? And I go, no, I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) We're perfect. What do you mean? (laughs) No, I don't have any. But, you know, I trained as a three principles of innate health facilitator with Ian Watson. That really shifted the focus of my business. Mm. Um, you know, Can because you tell us a little bit about what was, that is? Like, what, what is that? Uh, it's, oh, God. Now, you, you know how you study homeopathy for four years and then people say, and I go, I still don't know what to say when they say what's homeopathy. <laughs> I've got that one nailed now. I'm fine. But when people say, what's the three principles? I'm so, blah, 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 blah. It's. Um, a it's an understanding it's a spiritual and psychological understanding about how we create our own experience of life Mm -hmm. and I was working with a mother yesterday and she was telling me this stuff and it was all this and and what if this happens and what's going to blah 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 and I said you know there's the fact the fact and there's the story the story is the suffering that's all Mm -hmm. your suffering and that's that's it. Like you are making up your own experience of life moment by moment with your own thoughts. It's mind blowing. You know, mm. I went along to um, to my first training with Ian and like life was pretty tough. I had a lot of tough circumstances at the time and I knew something had to change. I hadn't even Googled what were the three principles. I just knew Ian's great. Anything he's involved <laughs> with is going to be of worth. I'm going to do it. I'd wanted to do a weekend workshop, taste a workshop, but instead I signed up for this thousands and thousands of pound year long facilitator training in a whim and went there and just sat and everybody else was really experienced in the principles. It was supposed to be a prerequisite of the training that you already had previous experience. They had none. And I and they were doing that round the room thing and they were all really happy and shiny. And I was kind of like, God, I was like a bum note. Do you know what I mean? I just, they were all resonating at a really different level than me. Mm, mm. And I, I was aware of it. 
I was also aware of my judgment of it, which was really interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. like mmm, look at this lot. Mmm. And I was kind of like, why am I judging it? I should aspire to be like that. Look at them. And I came away. I held my hand up. I mean, Ian will really laugh if he listens to this. <laughs> I, held, I held my The first weekend, I just sat there getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I held my hand up at the end and I said, can I just say, I'm going home to a violent and abusive autistic son, not because I think I am, but because I am. <laughs> and Ian just sat there really casual and kind of went, well, you know, just trust that maybe it could be different. And I came away like, Ugh. but I came home and for 24 hours, my son didn't swear or hit anybody. Wow. And I was like, wow, something's in this. There's something in it. And I thought, do you know what? I've tried life one way and it was pretty near. I'm going to try life a different way. I'm just going to trust this and I'm going to act as if I believe it and I have no judgment. So for the first month, all I did was watched my thoughts and when instead of allowing them to become a story, just went just a thought, like it's a game of tennis, just bat it away. Wow. And everything started to unfold and change. And it took the year. There was no big, like, wonderful magic moment for me. Lots of people around the three principles feels that there's a moment where they get some massive insight. I wasn't like that. It was a gradual, gradual unraveling for me. But um it was absolutely life-changing and it gave me a vocabulary to be able to really help families without sounding floaty or spiritual or like I was talking about religion that you know to help them understand that there are bigger and deeper reasons why you know and that, that there are gifts in everything and I'm not talking the gift of autism because it's mm. bloody hard work and awful mm. but but there are gifts in everything everything is leading to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing you know and and because it had also become really apparent that whose child got better and who didn't was so random. It was so random. And it wasn't the people making the biggest rod for their back or mm. the parents that were most tortured or, you know, I'd have parents who were just doing everything and their child didn't get better. And then I'd have others and the parents were still taking them for a McDonald's three nights a week and they got better. Mm. Like, there was no logic to that. So it helped me have an understanding you know, and to be have peace with why some don't get better, mm. you know, and and also it gave me something to be able to share with families that no matter what happened with their child, that they had a different experience of that. And that to me is it's like, yeah, of, of, there's the homeopathy, which we know is genius and we know it can change everything. However, it isn't everybody's fate to get better. And when the parents are in a more peaceful state, that they're okay, whether their children get better or not, that they're okay. They can have a good life either way. Mm. There is a non-attachment to outcome that just really enables healing. It really resumes flow in the family. Do you know what I mean? It's like that that intensity that, you know, the, the intense way in which you love your children. Mm. And there's like, your average love, and when you have a child with special needs, there's another, it's another whole level. And that clinging on and desperation for it to be different mm. is a very heavy energy. And that can be a toxicity all on its own that is the obstacle to cure. 
Mm, absolutely. You know? And so going back into a space of just seeing health in your child mm. and really loving them and facilitating mm. the healing, but seeing the health in them and having joy still in them, because mm. sometimes there's no joy left in it either. Mm. You know, so for me, that's the bit that really fulfills me is working with parents on that level. I love it. That's beautiful, Paula, because what you're saying is actually not something that we've talked about on the podcast before, even though we've had several podcasts mentioning autism, but that deeper level of understanding and just coming at it from a different angle, that's very healing in itself. So are you saying that this three principles of innate healing is something that you incorporate when you when you're working with your families, with children with autism. So actually helping the parents to just see things from a different angle. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fun. I allow an hour for appointments. Mm. I can get what I need homeopathically 20 minutes, 30 mm. minutes, and it leaves me the space then to just talk. And I love it. You know, sometimes the parents will book coaching calls separately and we'll just have some separate sessions um but there's more than one life involved when you you were saying earlier about the ripple effect through a family you know and it and it's grandparents and siblings and you know so you it's not a tragedy you can have a child with special needs and still have a happy good life mm. and somehow that can get lost sometimes in amongst the fixing mm. i think the fixing can also feel very heavy for the children oh absolutely you know? i sometimes wonder you're not good enough. Absolutely. I need to make you better than you are, mm. you know. And that, to me, that's like when you have a mainstream child and the parents want them to get 10 A-grade GCSEs and yet they don't feel able. You know, when you have an autistic child and you want them to be different, no matter that you're coming from a place of love, mm. those children are just absorbing every emotion. They're so sensitive. You know, they're sucking the whole lot up and, mm. and that's a lot for them. Oh, absolutely. And I sometimes feel like every time they're going to their disappointment, like, you know, it would be inevitable to have that feeling where you're like, well, something's wrong with me because my mom keeps taking me to these people that are trying to, you know, fix me. But it's a, yeah. it's a fine line because, you know, some of those therapies are very needed. But if there is a lot of that, it's, uh can be a very fine line where they can feel, okay, well, obviously, uh, you know, I'm broken. I mm-hmm. keep seeing mm-hmm. all these people. So what what I, I love- worked on Zoom before um, before the whole COVID thing, and really because I really don't like the children listening to their story being oh, told. Yeah, I excellent. don't like it. Mm. Just over and over again, reinforcing all the negative mm. stuff and what they can't do. It's not good. Um, but back on the three principles things. Interestingly, within a couple of months of me being around the principles, my son walked into my office one day and was just looking out the window, and he said. You know, the problem was, mum, that you just never realised that I could feel all your thinking. <gasps> wow. I know. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, wow. How amazing that he could vocalise that far out. I know. I know. But, you know, I used to go to my own homeopath and I used to say, talk about my anxiety. And I'd say, like, it's not fear, it's terror. I said, it's definitely not fear. This is another level. It's terror. Mm. He was feeling that. Mm. Like, I would have done anything. I would never have vocalized those emotions to my son. But they're just sponges, you know. Mm. So working with yourself first is really, really important. 
Mm-hmm. It's so incredible that you have all this firsthand knowledge of having a child with autism, mm-hmm. where, you know, and going through all these trials and tribulations. Because I can't imagine what it's like. Because I have two like incredibly healthy children, and I can only imagine what it must be like. And seeing so many clients in my clinic with children with autism, you know, you you get to think that you know what it's like, and you know, but you actually having all that firsthand knowledge. And then having these families come and see you, it must be amazingly healing for them speaking with you and knowing that you have gone through a lot of what they're going through, which, you know, that's yeah. the principle of homeopathy. Anyway, like, like oh, yours, like the fact that they come absolutely. and see you and knowing that you you've know, been there. Hit by, the, hit by the same storm. Absolutely. And um, it's been amazing over the years because I've always felt like I'm on the same path, but a step ahead in terms of my son has been growing up and at mm. each stage I've had more and different things to offer, you know, mm. even in terms of, you know, yeah, the emotional side, but also understanding the education system, the legal system, what their rights are, mm. you know, and then transitioning into adulthood, um, which is a bit of a big dark hole, you know, and and it's, yeah, my son has been the light bearer all the way mm. through you know amazing i have mentioned on the podcast before that book by neil donald walsh the little soul and the sun and actually if you go on youtube and you type it in there's a lady there that reads it it's about 13 minutes and um i so believe that we that's basically my belief system summed up in 13 minutes (laughs) i believe that we're all here to learn from each other and we choose our parents and you know we choose what it is that we want to learn And, and if in this lifetime you want to say for example learn acceptance then you know you make soul contracts with your children that you want them to put you in a position where you have to learn acceptance. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can do that is to be a certain way that makes it hard for somebody to accept you. So then you can learn that mm-hmm. lesson of acceptance. Or if you want to learn the lesson of patience in this lifetime, then you know being put mm-hmm. in a situation where it's very hard to be patient because that's the only w- way that you're going to learn patience. You know, you can't see the light if you are the light. So you know being put mm-hmm. in situations of darkness so the light can really shine. Um that's a little bit. It's interesting. It just made me think of that. um, Someone was telling me yesterday about somebody she knows who has set up a business and the families pay a monthly subscription to keep them healthy. So, Mm. so in a proactive way rather, so they don't go when they're ill and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was saying, yeah, but you know, this was our fate, our journey, and we're all such different people because mm. of what happened. You know, I my son went through a stage, oh, I can't even remember when, 19, 20 years of age, where he was processing and he was hovering around with depression. Mm. And he was saying to me one day about what was even the point of his life, mm. you know. And it was, I was saying to him, are you joking? I said, you, you've changed everything. I would never have been a homeopath. I would never have worked with families with autism. Your sister wouldn't have been a teacher that worked in pupil referral units with children who are not able to cope. Like everything Mm. changed because of you. You did that. But it was so sweet, Eugenia. It makes me kind of, because I could could see him like pumping up. Like I could see his self-esteem going up as I was talking about it. And he was Mm. saying, oh, so really I helped all those families. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah, it was all because of you. You know, mm-hmm. I was a marketing manager. <laughs> I was a vegetarian marketing manager in a meat company. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Far out. Crazy, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you must have been a good marketing <laughs> manager then if you could uh, be a vegetarian and, and market these. <laughs> but yeah, how amazing that. Them, it's fine. I don't need to drive a Rolls Royce to be able to market one. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, amazing that, you know, that he was able to bring you in alignment with what it was that your soul, you know, really wanted to do. And, and yeah, that's just mm. amazing. Um, I think you mentioned that you might have some cases for us as well mm. that you want to have a chat about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear those. Yeah. So I've got a few here because I've got a couple of different ages because I thought it's because it upsets and bothers me that the parents will often say, oh, I'd, I'd read all over the internet that if I hadn't, you know, salvage the situation by the time they go to school by the time they're five that there was no hope mm. utter nonsense mm. utter nonsense always I'm hope. actually working with a 40 year old man at the moment and he is doing so well like his wife had contacted me and said about treatment and I was kind of like I don't know like it's all right you wanting it but he needs it and this is what I've never just had a wife contact me and want to set this all up Mm. but I went with it and at the time he was having violent meltdowns uh no job reversing day and night they had three children and she was very upset about the Mm. impact on the children so she'd made him leave the family home Mm. and uh we've worked together and he's just done so well like he was back in the family home really quickly no violence no meltdowns uh you know working 16 hours a week and part of the family again um yeah it's great it's That's just incredible. You know, any age. Well, mm. you know, with homeopathy, because you're taking the name condition out, mm. like there's autism, but you don't have to have, it's all degree of, isn't it? You don't have to have day and night reversed. You don't have to have chronic gut pain. You don't mm. have to, all those things aren't, shouldn't really just go with the territory, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So in any case, so first of all, there's a little lad that I always find it so hard not to say the names. Um, Mm -hmm. Little lad, five and a half. We work together. We've been working together for 18 months. During that time, there's been nine appointments, four detoxes. So the detoxes have been polycontraception, polyvaccination, ranitidine and polyantibiotics. Um, so when he came, his speech was like an 18-month-old. So he was five and a half with the speech of an 18-month-old. Mm. He had questionable understanding, uh, three hours to get to sleep at night and then awake again by 3 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Uh, very constipated, limited eye contact, zero, zero social interaction and very anxious. 18 months later, he's saying whole sentences. He's passed his phonics test better than the normal Aww. kids. He sleeps all night, every night, daily bowel moments. His mother said he's a normal, happy six-year-old. So we are in now. 18 months, that's pretty amazing. 18, that's exactly. amazing. We're working on fluidity of speech, um, and he's a little bit noise sensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? And here's where he, she came about him. And then when we were working together, she said actually about the brother. So the brother was three and a half, developmentally delayed only opening his bowels once a week, constant sore throats, anxiety, anger and aggression. So because we were working with his brother, she this came up about the younger one. And I said, well, let me work with him. So he's had seven appointments. He now has zero delay, advanced speech, daily bowel movements, no tantrums, no anxiety. There's nothing to do. It's incredible, isn't it? I know. That is incredible. And that was, so that was seven appointments, constitutional always. 
but two detoxes, contraception and vaccination and the strep nosode for him. Oh my Um, gosh, that's incredible. But it is incredible, isn't it? And, you know, I say this to parents. I say, honestly, like I can't give you guarantees, but if you sat in my seat for one week, and you witness what I witness. Mm, I know you would feel so much safer and more confident about what the future holds. Mm, absolutely, you know, because and anything is possible. And how wonderful yeah. those families came for their follow-up appointments, because that is some something that frustrates me endlessly. Is when people just don't come for their follow-up appointments because they are so yeah. important. You know, I I have um, a few clients with autism as well, and, and you just look back like twelve months, eighteen months, twenty-four months. The ones that come regularly for their appointments, that child is in a completely different place. One mm-hmm. year, eighteen months, two years down the tracks, completely different mm-hmm. place. But they need mm-hmm. to come for those follow-ups so we can just keep a hand on the case. And you know, if you leave it six months between appointments, I always feel like I'm just kind of starting back at square one because I've got hundreds Absolutely. of other clients. So if you even, can, yeah, if you wait till six months, I don't even remember who that person is. You know, there's hundreds of yeah. other clients. So, but also know, their remedy, their reaction to that last prescription mm. is completely irrelevant. It then, is completely irrelevant, and they often don't even remember what happened. They don't remember what didn't happen. Yeah. So you ask them, and they're like, "Well, they don't know." So, yeah, it's yeah. Um, how wonderful. No, I'm very blessed. Actually, I have uh, you know my families tend to be very committed you know there are those that that, you know weeble off but but generally I've got a lot of very committed families Um, and you know I feel that's part of the privilege of the work as well is is the amount of like the dedication and the love that I witness all Mm. the time another little boy six Mm. years old he was in America um, and we started so we've been working together eight months he's had four appointments now they were a very very broken family and the mum was very interested in the three principles so right from the beginning she started I always send links you know because that's free all over YouTube Mm. so I send links to relevant talks so she had got involved with that which was amazing Uh, we've only run one detox with him a vaccination one so when we started he had words but didn't use them he was depressed it was very strange to see Mm. it in a in a little lad completely blank, no motivation, no opinions, uh, Bauman's movements were dark and toxic, uh, gross motor skills were very poor, no bike riding, no jumping, very sensory. Worst of all was he was very malnourished and skinny. He was only drinking smoothies, no solids at mm. all. Wow. Um, eight months later, his weight's at an all-time high. He's very happy and engaged. He seeks his parents to play. Speech is coming along. Um, she's been the sweetest lady actually she'd sent me a uh, an email saying uh, after the poly vaccination saying I remember being so anxious and terrified of any temporary behaviors that might come up during detox process just wanted to provide an update that we're on week two so only on week two Mm. and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel I see my baby the way I remember him prior to the diagnosis coming back to me I know. That's just know. priceless, hey. And yeah, I mean, homeopathic treatment, if you compare it with so many of the other treatments like naturopathy, where families often have to buy hundreds of dollars of supplements every single month, or even a chiro, no. just make it super clear. I love naturopaths. I work with them all the time. I love chiros. I work with them all the time. And we all need to work together. But uh, just contrasting the difference in 
in fees, for example. So a chiro, you often have to go to weekly for months and years on end, and it can be so costly. If you go to a naturopath, you know, it's hundreds of dollars of supplements every time. For a homeopath, I see you work like me, whereas every two months, because the detox series that we do takes eight weeks. So often we see yeah. we see our clients every eight weeks because then the detox series is finished and then we can, you know, see where we how much of the layer has been removed and where we go from there. So I'm guessing it sounds like you work in a similar sort of Yeah, way. it's quite similar. And I always say to, to new families, you know, in an average year, expect to have nine appointments. Mm. And so it gives them an idea of what they're budgeting for. Absolutely. You know? so and if you work that out, eight or week. nine appointments. Mm. And, you know, and, and I also am really clear at the beginning I would expect you to commit for a year mm. in order to be able to feel like you're on a different playing field. That doesn't mean you wait a year to see gains, but, but it is a commitment. It's a mm. process, you know. And it's if not you work that game. out over a week, like the cost over a week with those appointments, and our remedies are so cheap, you know, sometimes we throw them in free or they might be uh, over here, it's about $15, $16 or whatever. You know, it's just one of the most cost-effective treatments out there with some mm. of the most remarkable results. I mean, I don't understand mm. why somebody wouldn't give homeopathy a go. But it's also a lovely process, isn't it, Eugenia? Yeah, like, it it's a pleasure. Mm. I know when my son was ill, I'd go to the homeopath and like I might go in feeling really low and like nothing had changed. We just had a consultation, but I'd come out just feeling so much lighter and better and more positive and more able to cope. And, you know, is the process is lovely. And then when you go home, it's not some horrible saga expecting children to engage or do anything they don't want to do. I have loads of kids and I have to send a packet of blank remedies because they want to have one a day. And then, <laughs> you know, I like it's. I sometimes have to give blank remedies to the siblings because they're jealous that they don't get to take little pillows yeah, if there's only one chance they would see me. Yeah. yeah it's oh, funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Paula, are you still taking oh, on new clients? Do you want one more oh, case? yes, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, another lad, this is a 14 year old, um, and we've been working together 12 months, six appointments, three detoxes, HPV vaccine, mm, oh and poly vaccination and we're just starting the antibiotic detox so at 14 he's essentially non-verbal very slow understanding no focus running up and down ritualistic behavior wetting himself day at night many attempts at toilet training uh wakes 40 minutes after going to bed puts all the lights on and then is up and down all night and the whole family's oh. disturbed he bowel movement is every other day and he strains and then it's very insufficient so 12 months later, he's not hyper, no more running around. He's nappy free, no wetting, sleeps all night from 9 p.m. His bowel movements are perfect. He's feeding himself, engaging oh with gosh. academics. He can sit and focus. He enjoys and looks forward to his swimming lessons. He sings songs and dances. He knows every word. Oh, oh, how good is that? So we're that? still working on slow comprehension and conversational speech. That's our, our oh. goals now, you know. But yeah, it is mind blowing, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Far out. That is just so beautiful, yeah. Paula. So, are you still taking on new clients? Do you know what? I was having this conversation yesterday with, <laughs> with my research group that I work with. And um, I am. Um, there's a 
possibility I'm in my head I'm kind of working out do I need to close my books and and recruit a couple of homeopaths as, as a team that I can be feeding to and you know because also you know I'm I'm nearly 60 so I'm getting to the point where it's like actually it'd be nice to be handing this over to a younger generation mm. you know and and yeah because you should like, absolutely because, do that I have two homeopaths yeah. on my team as well and it's just it's so wonderful and also with us homeopaths we can often work very uh solitary so having those homeopaths on your team is really lovely because you know just connecting with others and bouncing ideas off each yeah. other and yep you should totally do it yeah 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 I think I, yeah. the research group that, that I'm in we've just loved having a group that we meet with once mm. a month and share and Mike Andrews is part of that and it was mm. Mike yesterday today that was saying to me because he's closed his books got a you know a, a bit of a team together and he said it's lovely having colleagues well I'll have a chat he with you about so that afterwards as well yeah okay. <laughs> but how, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. people get hold of you so um through my through my website really that's mm-hmm. it I'm I'm not on social media do you know I've never marketed anything wow. <laughs> you're it's obviously amazing, doing something right and so it's just it's Paula so funny. Latin, I can remember um, there is a, a, a very dear friend of mine who's uh, very well known in this country for her for her biomedical work with autism and uh, we used to dog walk and I'd be saying something and I'd say yeah no I think I'm going to do this with the business and she'd say so how are you marketing that and I go I'm just putting it out there to the universe <laughs> <laughs> that's the best marketing you could do ever <laughs> which is actually it funny is so considering funny. your marketing background <laughs> I know, I know it is funny, isn't it? <laughs> so uh Paula Latimer homeopath.co.uk. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And if they go actually, if you just put my name in and go on my website, you can link through with an email from there, which makes it very easy. Amazing. Well, it was seriously awesome to chat with you today, Paula. And thank you so much for your time and sharing uh sharing these incredible stories with us. I really appreciate it. Oh no, thank you for inviting me on. It really has been a pleasure. It's been lovely. Awesome. I'll chat with you very soon. You make soon. it very comfortable, Eugenie. Oh, well, do you know, it's wonderful. Chat. I think as homeopaths, we already have such a huge common ground. So <laughs> we're just, um, yeah, very lucky in that respect. But uh, we'll say bye to the listeners and me and you are going to have a little chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk soon. Bye. Take care. Bye.